everybody, restaurant owners, soon-to-be restaurant owners, restaurant professionals. Hello, hello. Welcome to my podcast, In the Weeds, episode number 41. We're going to talk about pre-marketing today uh, or marketing pre-opening. Marketing pre-opening is what we're going to talk about today. So um, thank you for tuning in. This is episode number 41 of In the Weeds. This is where I come on and talk about my restaurant experience or I have guests today, it will be me, and uh, marketing, marketing, marketing. I am a marketing maniac. That's what uh, saved my business. Back in 2009, I became a marketing maniac, and uh, like everything is about marketing. That's the first thing I do every day in my business is market. So uh, marketing is something like uh, staff team training. Team training is something you do, not something you did. And the sooner you start team training, the better off you are even before you're open. So for example, you would never really open your restaurant. If you're a brand new restaurant, you would never open your restaurant with um, not training any of the team and just putting them on the floor and say, let's go. But we do that with marketing. We do that with marketing all the time. And um that's the wrong approach. So um, before you, before you even open, you need to be long marketing. Now this, this is all prompted. I'm, I've, I've, been, I've been preaching this for years. I've been totally preaching this for years. And the restaurants that I helped to do this prior will have two grand openings because they have such a big list that they um, have to do two grand openings. They can't fit everybody in at one time. So literally you have two grand openings where you, have the line the velvet rope outside you have the line up outside you have a you know let's say it's a let's say it's a 5 30 and then a 7 30 right you have two waves or you do two separate nights because there's so many people that come into these open houses these uh these grand openings it's insane and you always hear people saying well i want to start off soft i want to start off soft i don't want to i don't want to start slow i want to start slow it's nice to say you want to start slow but your register your bank account uh your investors don't want to start off slow, right? They want to hit the ground running. And I'm sure you do too. And one of the most common mistakes is restaurants open up too early. They're like, I just need to get open. 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 And they realize that once they get open, they're losing even more money because they start off slow. Um, they didn't go into it, you know, full force and they're paying all this labor and labor's killing them don't have enough revenue to cover that cover it. they're running 50 60 70 percent labor costs 30 percent food costs they have all the regular expenses and the bleed this happens all the time and the bleeding gets worse you think you're opening to stop the bleeding and you're not you're opening to increase the bleeding so rush a lot of restaurant tours just have it wrong right from the get-go i was just in miami and they were doing a build out on a restaurant and the building was going up and and all along the construction fence was all these great banners, scan codes. I took pictures of it. I don't know where it is on my phone, but I wanted to use it at some point. And it was about all this stuff about how this restaurant's opening, what it is, it's that. And, and I was like, these are experienced marketers, not restaurateurs, marketers. They're letting you know far well in advance what's being built there. The QR codes to get into the database and all this kind of stuff. And, and I'm like, this is how it should be done with everybody. So the day you signed the lease, believe me, I made this mistake because, well, back then they didn't have a QR code back in 2003. You didn't have a smartphone to take a picture and you didn't have that kind of data and entry points. But I still should have had something 
in my window to let people know that we're walking by and driving by. But the day you sign the lease, it's the day you put something up in the window. Coming soon. You put a banner up there. You put a QR code. Win free food. Um, birth, your birthday meals on us. Something that you're going to do for your marketing. Some type of. So when you when you offer when you get people into your database, it's an exchange of a value for a value. The value to the restaurant operator, the owner, is you have their information. The value to the guest is well, I got something for free. I got a reward. That's one of the number one biases why people buy and take action on things because they get a reward. The reward bias is probably the number one bias why people take action. So it's an exchange of values, food for data, database uh, entry, right? So give them whatever, right? And um, from there, you have, data, you, have, you have an entry point of people coming into your database from what you call four walls marketing, right? You have to put stuff out there. Then you start your Facebook page. You start your Instagram account. Then you start your website. All this happens like within the day, right? Your website goes live. And once you get all that wrapped up, wrapped up, then you can start posting some content because you need a landing page to land them to. You just can't open up a Facebook page without a landing page on your website. Let me my landing page is a page that, that grabs your information, just like that banner did on the window. So win free food, get a free birthday meal, sign up for our program, get discounts, you know, whatever it is. You get to that say to the to the webpage, your dot com pops up, and there you have a point of entry into your database. You grab more people. Then from there, you start explaining who you are, you know, what you're doing, all that, just like a regular website. And on your Facebook page, of course, you have links to your website. And I know a lot of restaurants that just don't even have a a, a website they're still rocking on a facebook page and eyes are going to facebook but it's hard to get people to sign up and do actions and, and send email it's 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 you need you need you need it all you need it all facebook page isn't good enough so then you put on your facebook page um you start building out you know what you want to start doing you start describing who you are you start doing some facebook lives from the construction site you know, coming soon, this is the stage we're at today, we're putting the walk-ins in today, we're buying furniture today, or redoing the floors today, or we just gutted the building. So people can see the progression and get excited about what you're doing. You document the journey. If it's a six-month journey of renovations, you document that six-month journey of renovations. Hey, Marcus here, 7.30 a.m., I'm right, I got here before the crew today. Um, here's what got finished yesterday. Uh, here's what our plans are today. Uh, the crew will be in in a few minutes and, you know, and, and they'll be here. Don't whatever, whatever you document the journey of what's happening. Of course, you wanted to also talk about the food that you're going to be doing. because You want to hype people up and let people know what's going on. But of course you're not cooking yet. So you don't have pictures of the food. Um, and you don't have, you, you don't have that kind of stuff yet, but there's still content on food that you can be posting. There's still menu ideas you can post. There's still things that you can do. There's still ingredients you can post. There's still, you know, you can say, you know, you can go to the grocery store and take a picture of, the, of asparagus and post that and say, you know, we love asparagus and we plan on offering a grilled asparagus appetizer dish on our menu. If you love grilled asparagus, double tap this photo, right? So you can start doing things like that and getting people engaged. And then you can start placing ads, awareness ads on Facebook where you're reaching a lot of people. So, aware, so you're, your Facebook ads, 
your Facebook ads are not working in most cases because you don't know how to run a Facebook ad. Facebook ads work so effectively. Um, and that's why um, Zuckerberg's a billionaire uh, over and over because of the way Facebook's algorithm works and their ad spend and why people, people like it because it works. People keep doing it because it works, right? So once you know how to work it, you'll have tremendous luck with Facebook ads, but there's different types of ads, lead generation versus awareness. Awareness is just a very broad, goes to more people. Lead generation goes to a little specificer audience, smaller audience. You're supposed to land clients that way. So there's there's all different types of, of how you want to place an ad and what kind of what kind of reach you want to get. You're probably just in the awareness stage right now. We're just people when you see them start seeing repetition of you. So more views, cheaper ads, right? It's awareness. Um, people just want to just start seeing who you are, what you're doing, what's going on, build the hype up. Because you couldn't get them in there next week for a wine thing you're doing because you're not open. So see the difference between a lead generation ad and 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 an awareness ad so you if you don't know this stuff you either need to hit hit youtube how to's on facebook advertising um, or you need to hire somebody whether it's an agency somebody in-house a virtual assistant whatever it is that knows all this stuff to really propel you to the next level your goal when you open your goal when you open your restaurant is to have a thousand or thousands of people in your database this is a brand new fresh list. You need to be in. So once you collect their database, so once you, start, once you start collecting somebody six months ahead of time to opening, let's say the first person that signs up into your database, six months prior to opening, you need to nurture them along the way. An email every two weeks, an email once a month, every three weeks. The averages, industry statistics are that people love to hear from their favorite restaurant every 21 days. So do not wait more than 21 days to start nurturing, start nurturing your clients, right? Just what's going on, your updates, maybe a little bit about you. Hey, this is Joe. I'm, you know, I'm the new, uh, I just bought the space. We'll be opening, you know, December, 2028, whatever it is. Um, I have a family here, are my kids, this is my hobbies. This is the kind of food I like. This is where I've worked. This is my professional career of where I've worked. I've worked here, here, and here. These, these are the celebrities I've cooked for. Look, a picture of me with, you know, whoever it is. So start, let them understanding who you are, what you're about. Hey, I just moved here. I moved here from Arkansas, or I'm a lifelong resident here. You know, I have my roots here. This is why we're here. Just start letting them get to know who you are so they start liking you. So you're, they're, on, they're, they're on top of your mind. And then when it's time for your grand opening, you've got all these people in this database. And all that, and that's that free food you're going to get, right? Grand opening, you just do an open house, put some food out, let people do some tours, um, you know, you know, get the bar open. You do a great, great, great grand opening, and you can literally have two to three grand openings if you play your cards right and build this database. Now, um, you can choose to start out slow, right? If you, I hear, I hear a lot of restaurant tours say, oh, "I just want to start out slow. I just want to start out slow. I just want to start out slow." So, all right, so if you have 80 seats in your restaurant and you want to start out slow, only take 30, 30 reservations your first night. <laughs> Make it your choice to start slow, right? It should be your choice to start slow, not by chance. And by chance is you didn't plan and there are not enough people to come into your restaurant. That's not your choice. You want to be able to say, you know what? We want to start off slow tonight. We're going to take 30 people. Tomorrow night we'll take 40. 
The next second we'll take 50. The next second we'll take 60. And within two weeks, we'll be at full capacity. And we'll be taking, you know, two seatings of 80 people because we've worked out the kinks in the two weeks or the month or whatever it is. But let that be your choice. Don't let that be the marketplace's choice. Don't let them be going to other restaurants and this and that. Let that be your choice. And if you're not pre-marketing, it's not your choice. They're, they don't know about you enough. They don't trust you enough. Here's what, here's what happens. Here's what happens in a restaurant. When you first open, you have your best month, most likely, for several months is your first month because everybody comes to try you. Everybody comes to try you. Like when I, we were, when I was in Colorado, we opened the restaurant out there, Walter's Bistro. Our first month, we did 101 or $110,000. This was 1998. Did $101,000 our first month. We broke $100,000. We're like, yeah, this is awesome. We're like in a $1.2 million restaurant right off the bat. Four months later, we're doing $60,000, $70,000. We're like, man, you, you, we got totally thrown off because you figure at $100,000, you have a certain amount of payroll you can afford, a certain amount of people in the kitchen and this and that. And all of a sudden, that same payroll doing $70,000 is devastating financially, financially devastating. But we didn't, we didn't have people in a database back then. We didn't know that. It wasn't, you know, you could do emails back then. Your email open rates back in 1998 were like 95%, right? Because nobody was doing email marketing. So we could have done it, but we just weren't smart enough to do it. And at a certain point, I started collecting the emails. Um, back then, 1999, I started collecting emails. When we opened in 2003, we started collecting emails. We just didn't know how to really properly work them. Um, and I remember in 1998, you know, people would call for a reservation in 1999, and I would actually you know, Walter, uh, uh, my partner there, he, he was old school, very old school, you know, and, and like, you could just see like his desk, like his, his stack of bills were unpaid paid. Like he didn't file them in, in specific vendors and this and that. And like, he had to go back, like so-and-so like, Oh, Walter was like, I, I paid that bill. I'm like, well, can you look it up? And you're like, old Heidelberg Bakery. And you'll have a stack of invoices and looking for all the old Heidelberg in invoices and that, you know. And in the kitchen, I got like Chef Tech going on, you know, the latest version of Chef Tech. And I got everything wired down in the kitchen of what's going on. And I'm like, I got the invoice here. It's here, this, this, and this. And I don't know if you paid it though, Walter. I got the invoice here. So I found it. Um, so I would call in on Saturday and Sunday mornings when we were open, uh, uh, like by noon, one o'clock to check the machine, the machine for messages for reservations. And I was the one who called them back being the chef in the kitchen. I was the one who called them back because they knew how important it was for people to hear back from you. So, but there was none, there was none of the social media. There were none of the photo cameras. In fact, when we first opened in 2003, I remember guests of ours. Um, I didn't know who they were at the time, but they're sitting there with a camera, like a, like a real camera. Started taking pictures of the food and wait staff comes in the kitchen. There's a food reporter out there. There's a food reporter. I'm like, what, what do you mean? They're taking pictures of the food, you know? And it turns out they were just a normal couple that, you know, liked good food and, you know, and, um, and emails were, were getting more popular back then. So, you know, the next day they email us a picture of the food they last. Thank you for a great meal. We loved it. You know, this and this. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And we ended up, you know, knowing these people now. 19 years later, they still come into the restaurant. I just saw them the other day. Um, so 
But back to the grand openings, let that be your choice if you're busy or not. That shouldn't be the marketplace's choice. You, and, and, you know, I understand you want to start slow and that's fine, but let that be your choice again. All right. So build a database, um, get people on your Facebook page, get the likes up, get the interactions up, do Facebook lives, do Facebook lives on the construction, do Facebook lives on everything you're doing, document the whole journey build that database and you'll be very, very successful opening up. Every time I've ever done that with a client, they have been like, this is amazing, Marcus. This is amazing. This is awesome. Don't let your first month be your best month. And it took us a while at Walters Beer Show to actually get back to where we were. It took like almost a full year, just over a year where we we're like, oh my gosh, we got some breathing room now. We've actually built the business back. And these are all lost opportunities. And when people come in for your grand opening, they should be again exchanging. If you're giving away anything or even just, you know, um, um, charging, people should be able to, you know, have the red carpet experience, take a picture behind the backdrop, all that kind of stuff to brand everything. And, and, and for, but that's a whole nother topic about marketing. But the, the point of this, this episode, uh, episode number 41, is to really ramp up your marketing as soon as you sign the lease, as soon as you know what's going on, ramp up your marketing. If you're a chef, you're a chef and you know, well, I'm going to do this next year. I'm going to sign a lease next year. I'm going to leave my job next year. I'm a chef. Start building your personal brand on social media because your personal brand is going to be your restaurant. That's what people are going to ultimately buying is your personal brand. You'll have more clout with a personal brand. So you can start doing this a year, two years ahead of time. If you know that you're a chef that's destined for your own restaurant, start building your brand, documenting everything, taking pictures of your food, let people know who you are in your area where you're going to be opening that restaurant or you want to open that restaurant. So don't think, don't think it's ever too early to start. All right. Um, marketing is something you do constantly. You do it as soon as you can and you never give up. And the, when you first get up in the morning, you know, when you first get up, when you get into your office, when you get into the building, the first thing you do is market. You spend a certain amount of time in the morning to market. You go over your social media, you answer social media posts, you interact with social media, you do some kind of, you know, post, um, you, maybe an email campaign, whatever it is, you start the marketing process. And to the starting market process, you have to think of yourself as a, as a content agency, like you're here to create content of what's going on in the restaurant. And that's how you market. People want to see content. They want to see real things, right? Whether you're posting somebody's birthday, they celebrated at your restaurant last night to, you know, um, the local food you just got in or, you know, whatever, whatever's happening, you just keep posting away and market your restaurant like crazy. All right. Thank you everybody for tuning in. I appreciate it. You can go to restaurantgrowthsecretsuniversity.com for a lot of great tips on how to run a restaurant. And I, I love to say, love your restaurant, love your restaurant. Restaurants are an amazing business. Um, if you have control of it, if you have everything, um, you know, um, organized and control the restaurant industry can be an amazing business i love it i love what this restaurant has provided for myself my family i always didn't do that the very beginning i was struggling struggling a lot financially for the first five years and most normal people would have been uh, uh, called it quits um looking at the financials be like how much more money can you put on credit cards and going dead you know we robbed our daughter at eight years old of her bank account um, just went in one winter and we're like, we need this money to pay bills and, you know, and we'll pay it back at some point, right? We'll pay it back at some point. Right? That's what you thought. Of course we did, but you know, 
when you're when you're doing things out of fear like that, it's it sucks. It totally sucks. So go to restaurantgrowthsecretsuniversity.com. Lots and lots of great free content over there. Lots of great free content. All right, folks, have an amazing day. Go love your restaurant and drop a drop a rating uh, on this podcast. Even if you don't need this podcast, other people do need it. And if you rate it um, wherever you're listening to it at, it helps other people see this. Of course, share it out as well. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate it. 